Hi, I'm Tamina, gender equality activist and sales professional at a global technology company. When I graduated from college in 2017, I was struggling to figure out how adulting works. School did not properly prepare me for some of the most basic things that my young professional life would eventually throw at me. If this sounds familiar, please join me on this journey to empower young women who are, just like myself, still in search of a fulfilling, purpose-driven life. Welcome to FemHive. Hi everyone, before we dive into this week's episode, I have some amazing news to share. We have launched the official FemHive blog on FemHive.com because I wanted to provide you with even more incredible free resources in addition to this podcast to help you navigate the first couple of years of your young female professional life. So feel free to check it out. We also completely revamped our website. It has a new look. It's so beautiful. I'm actually really proud of how it turned out. So make sure to check that out as well. And um, yeah, if you are a fan of FemHive and if you have been benefiting from all these free resources, it would be really great for you to support our cause so we can keep providing you with these free resources in the future as well. As you all know, I have a 9-to-5 job and I'm doing this on the side. So the more support, the better and the more amazing resources I'm able to provide you for free moving forward. So in addition to purchasing my products, booking me for events, you can also now actually donate a slice of pizza. <laughs> all you have to do is go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash femhive. I don't drink coffee, that's why I'm telling you to buy me a slice of pizza instead. Love pizza. Again, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash femhive in order to donate to the Femhive Fund. And now let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Femhive Podcast, everyone. On this week's solo episode, I am going to address a topic that I've been wanting to cover for quite some time now, and um, this past year and the pandemic have only reinforced this. So how do we set boundaries at work? Um, and maybe let's start off by by emphasizing something really, really important. People who set boundaries, they gain respect because they show respect for themselves. So it is about showing respect for yourself when you're setting boundaries at work. Not necessarily only at work, but this can be applied to setting boundaries in literally like any environment and aspect of your life. But uh, today we're going to specifically talk about how to set boundaries at work. And I mean, if you think about it, it's our life, it's our time. So it is on us to define how we want to spend that time and how we do not want to spend our time. And yes, obviously, um, the sentiment of mine is certainly based on my European work-life balance mentality and based on me having grown up in Germany. Um, however, I do think this is so, so important for really, really anyone. And I know that a lot of you are listening from the United States and I get it. It's a different mentality there, but I am going to tackle a few topics today and address a few, few tips and tricks that might be helpful for you, no matter where you are based in the world. So let's get started. <laughs> I think I've briefly mentioned this before, but I have certainly 
been focusing on setting some boundaries at my nine to five, at least. Um, I do not work on weekends for my nine to five. I refuse. <laughs> I try to avoid working past six or 6.30 p.m. Um, obviously, on some days, that's easier said than done. But uh, I think I, I have a pretty good track record at this point. I do take every single vacation day that I have available. Um, and despite setting all of these boundaries, I um, have been really successful in my current role. I got two promotions in under two years, along with a 60% salary increase in under two years. So yeah, I think that that already speaks volume to how beneficial setting boundaries at work can actually be. And again, the pandemic has only reinforced this for me. Um, I've come to realize that I do need to invest in proper self-care in order to be able to perform at my best. And um, if there is one thing I want you to take away from this week's episode, it is this. You do not have to earn rest. <laughs> Let me repeat that. You do not have to earn rest. Look, I get it. I myself suffer from massive productivity guilt. So when I just, you know, like sit on a couch or what Netflix, sometimes I feel like, oh, but I should be doing something, at least answer some emails or create some social media graphics or um, reach out to potential podcast guests. I, I, I so, so get it. But after I had burned out at my nine to five job about, yeah, like a year ago, um, I really learned that resting is key and we have to really challenge this, this misconception that resting is something that is unproductive because it's not resting is productive. We all need to rest and relax in order to show up as the best versions of ourselves. And obviously, I don't have to go into the biological, neurological and chemical details of what happens when your body or brain um, are on overdrive and what happens when we take time to rest. It benefits you both in the short, but most importantly, in the medium and long term when we take care of ourselves. Obviously, when you are in a new role, you start at a new company or whatever your situation might be, you do have to learn first and improve yourself. I get that. So it's okay to work a bit more, maybe in the first three to six months of starting a new role, um, because you can't really be expected to deliver the same amount and quality of work in the same time frame as a tenured co-worker who has been with the company for two plus years, right? But even then, please do not kill yourself. Um, good employers don't expect you to know everything from day one. And there usually is some ramp up time. So so practice some self-compassion and, and, and patience there. You will get there. But then if after six plus months, you still work long hours and you don't get compensated for overtime, it is about time to have a conversation with your manager to let her know that it is not realistic to fulfill all the responsibilities of this role within a 40-hour work week and that either the expectations and the scope of the role have to change or that you need to be compensated for every hour that you work past 5.30 p.m. This is really, really important because at the end of the day, your manager or whoever it is that you're reporting into, they're not the ones who are assign the day-to-day -day tasks that you are assigned. They might have some utopian expectations, but sometimes they simply cannot be met and it needs to be communicated. And again, um, if you set those boundaries and if you set those expectations correctly, that only shows 
that you have respect for yourself and for your time. Um, so this shouldn't reflect badly on you. It should actually reflect positively on you and make you be perceived as more professional and, and self-aware. Also do note that there are many, many, many more things that you can negotiate besides your salary when it comes to your well-being, um, such as more PTO, an education stipend, tuition reimbursement, gym reimbursement, a food stipend. And all of that can help you invest in your well-being and help create more boundaries. So definitely consider that if your employer cannot offer you financial compensation for your overtime, for example. Since we're already talking about examples, since I have joined my current company, I have had five managers and I have told every single one of them up front that I am taking all of my vacation days, every single one, and that I oftentimes cannot compromise on when I take them because I am in a cross-continental long-distance relationship. Um, and because that is something that is so deeply important to me, I make sure that I get my work done before I go on vacation and um, just make everything work. That also then proves to uh, your employer or to your manager that you're actually serious about it and that your time management and organizational skills are aligned with your request of taking every single vacation day. Another piece of advice that I have for you, start saying no. The other week, someone from my company reached out for an informational interview. Um, she wanted to ask for advice for an upcoming interview for um, the business line that I'm part of. And I really wanted to say yes. I really did. But I was so exhausted. My account partner was on vacation, so I had to manage everything by myself. And again, I usually always, always, always make time for informal chats to pay it forward. But this time I simply had to say no in order to set boundaries and prioritize my own self-care. It wasn't easy. I felt bad. But at the end of the day, I know it was the right thing for me to do. And this goes back to what I was also mentioning in um, my solo episode from two weeks ago on um, how to manage your time more effectively. If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you do. But what I was mentioning uh, in that episode was other people's urgency is not your emergency. Other people's urgency is not your emergency. So don't let other people's priorities take over your own priorities and your, your calendar. I think that's something really important that's also applicable to, to setting boundaries at work. If you're relatively new to a role or um, a new quarter, half or fiscal year started, um, it would make sense to also take some time to get together with your manager um, so you can jointly write a list of KPIs or, or a set of expectations that you will be held accountable for um, for that specific quarter, half or year. And <laughs> again, going back to managers sometimes having utopian expectations, if you feel like those expectations or KPIs are not feasible or unattainable, try to negotiate your manager's items on that list if you feel like it's impossible to reach them. And then there might be another scenario, like let's say there is a coworker or um, you know people that cause you stress or discomfort at work for whatever reason. Stop attending those meetings that they're attending. And if those are mandatory for whatever reason, address the issue with your manager and ask if someone else on your team can attend that meeting instead. Uh, or ask for a recording or meeting notes to be shared after the meeting. Um, I think it's really, really important to, to set some boundaries there to consider your mental health. The next piece of advice, this is obvious, but also oftentimes easier said than done, and I'm a culprit of that myself, uh, 
Please do not check your work emails after hours. I hate it when I get emails from leadership or management like at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. It doesn't set a great example. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of people had to watch their children at home and therefore had to work different hours. That's a different different situation, obviously. But once things have gone back to normal, I, I really hope that this will not continue to be a trend for people to send emails after us, because especially if you're a people leader, that that's a really bad example and might even add some additional pressure to your team members, the people who report into you. And in order to keep you accountable for not checking your work emails after hours, um, I suggest setting up like a contract with yourself, like every time you catch yourself checking your emails after hours, like donate 10 bucks to to charity or something like that okay next point and this one is really important please 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 take sick days for mental health reasons um there again is this misconception that um, you need to be in physical pain in order to take a sick day but mental health is just as important as physical health so make sure you take advantage of that Another thing that I personally love to do is when I am on PTO, I make sure that I write an out-of-office um, auto-reply notice that clearly states that I won't be checking my emails and that whoever messaged me can expect for me to get back to them on X, Y day, usually like one or two days after my return. Because um, obviously it's not realistic to go through hundreds of emails in, in just like one morning or one day. Yeah, you don't have to be available via email um, unless you're maybe like a C-level executive of a company and they pay you a lot of money then maybe. But if you're just an individual contributor for a company and don't really have um, people responsibility, then it is literally not worth it. Your time off is your time off and you shouldn't be bothered. Something that, that I really loved with my company, for example, um, I think she's now the former CMO of, of, of my company. When she was asked to join our company by our um, CEO, she said, yes, she's very interested. But sh before she accepts the, the offer, she wants to make one thing very clear. And that's the fact that she needs to set some boundaries so that she needs to leave work at, I think it was like 4 or 4.30 p.m. every day to pick up her kids from school and have dinner with the family. And that she would be available again after like, I don't know, 8 or 9 p.m. in the evening. But that time is 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 her family time and is is really important to her. So I think that especially was a great example of a very senior leader at one of the biggest tech companies globally to set some work-life boundaries. Uh, and I wish more leaders did that actually and were more vocal about it because it sets a really great example. And just overall, I mean, we all know it. There's always more to do, more stuff we could get done that day. It, it never stops, right? Especially in roles that require a lot of productivity. But on some days, you might just have to force yourself to leave that one email unanswered and get back to a customer the next day or finish that presentation the next morning. I know it's hard. I've been there. <laughs> if there's one thing I do hate, it is unopened emails in my inbox. So I have so much empathy for you. But in favor of your of your sanity and mental and physical health, it, it really, really, really is important to set some boundaries. And sometimes that requires forcing yourself to shut down your computer. Also, I think it's important to remind yourself that at the end of the day, it is just a job. And Unless you are a doctor, in which case I have so much admiration and respect for you. <laughs> if you're not a doctor, you're likely not saving human lives in your day-to-day. -day. 
And if you're getting backlash or pushback on setting boundaries and investing in your well-being by your manager or your company overall, then I'm afraid I'm going to have to break the news to you. It is time to leave because that is not a company you want to work for in the first place. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to the rule. While I'm not a big fan of anyone working long hours and sacrificing their sanity and health, I do understand in certain scenarios it is very difficult to set boundaries. For example, there are certain industries such as finance and consulting where you will likely not have a real 9 to 5, but those industries are known for that. So you kind of already know what you're signing up for before you start your job. Um, Those industries specifically also pay well. So if you are a single mom or you have student loans to pay off, like I totally understand why you would have to hustle for a few years in order to support your family and pay off debt, like no judgment whatsoever. If you have a side hustle like myself, you're working more than 40 hours a week in total, but that is then also your own proactive choice. I, by the way, still make sure I get enough leisure and downtime. Um, I always need eight hours of sleep. So that's that's how I, I manage my nine to five with my side hustle. And it's not always easy, but that was my, my own choice. And I definitely make sure that I invest enough time in, in self-care. Another scenario, maybe you start your own company from scratch. Um, In that case, and this is my own personal opinion, but in that case, you are working towards a higher purpose, more fulfillment and impact. And that simply takes time. Um, The problem that I have with regular nine to fives is that you usually work to make someone else rich. And when you start your own company from scratch, you are working on making yourself rich and and creating a life for yourself and your loved ones that will um, be based on more freedom, fulfillment and overall happiness. So um, if 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 working long hours for a few months or years is, is the price to pay, then so be it. But again, that's that's my own personal opinion. Obviously, it it takes some time for you to start setting more boundaries, and and that's okay. Rome wasn't built in a day, but um, here are maybe some quick fixes um, during particular busy weeks or when you're just starting out to to start setting some boundaries. And I call them micro boundaries. So, a couple of examples: Why not take a power nap for? 25 to 30 minutes, even during the workday. Um, I mean, now that we're still working from home, it's definitely a possibility. I know some companies like tech companies also have like sleep pods and beds at their office. So if you're one of them, that's amazing. Um, wish I had that. Um, so that's 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 quick fix um, number one. Set a timer to 15 to 20 minutes and just stretch. Like I especially after working from home and sometimes working from bed like I my my neck and shoulders and lower back get so tense um, and I love a good stretching session then another option schedule a massage for lunchtime or 4 30 p.m to make sure that you get away from your desk and actually take a lunch break or that you finish up early in order to rest in your well-being it's so so important Um, Something that really helped me a lot was to turn off my camera during Zoom meetings. I mean, there are studies out there that prove how it can actually significantly um, harm your your mental health when you're always on camera during Zoom meetings, especially when you have back-to-back meetings all day. So definitely turn off your camera. And if you are a people manager, I encourage you to tell your team that for all the meetings that you are hosting, that um, people should turn off their cameras. And then something else that I've done throughout the pandemic and has helped me, you know, start your day a bit bit late, especially if you're really tired, you might have gone to bed 
like late or didn't sleep as well, start your day at ten instead of nine a.m. We're still all working like a lot more and are likely more productive working from home than when we worked in an office in the past. So definitely take that into consideration. Again, it does take time, and I get it. It's 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 a mental thing more than anything, but once you have started setting boundaries. I recommend that you start keeping track of how that affects your mental and physical health, your overall mood, your productivity, your performance, and your relationships, both at work and outside of work. Because I can guarantee you it will have a positive effect on all areas of your life. And going back to what I was mentioning at the very beginning, people who set boundaries gain respect because they show respect for themselves. You don't have to earn rest. You do not have to earn rest. All right, folks, I hope this was helpful. Hope you tune in for our next episode. And I wish you a fabulous rest of your week. And that concludes our show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Since this podcast is a free resource to you all, I would really appreciate it so much if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shared FemHive with all the women in your life. The more reviews, subscribers, and downloads we have, the more amazing guests I'm able to invite and the more value I can give back to you. So trust me, this is in your own best interest. I would also love to hear your key takeaways from this episode. So please tag me on Instagram or DM me and follow fem.hive for more adulting tips and inspirational content for female young professionals. Make sure to also check out femhive.com for more valuable resources. I hope you tune in again next week. Until then, take care, ladies.